0: is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Crushing,
2: crushing, crushing. Aaron Rodgers is officially out for the year with a torn Achilles tendon. And now, the future of the New York Jets for this season, very much in question. Who's going to be their quarterback? We have dove in, we have dove in, dove, dove. We dove into that. Every Dive version in. of it you got wrong. <laughs> every, every version. <laughs> She's diving? No. Uh, We dove into that thoroughly. We will do that more. It is Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio on Sirius XM Channel 80. And, Joe, we also have to get into what the future holds for Aaron Rodgers at this point. And I got to tell you, I was fascinated this morning listening to Damian Woody talk about this on Get Up when he went through the exact same injury later in his career the achilles injuries is just one of the more grueling injuries that you rehabs that you have to go through literally it almost felt like i had to learn how to walk again like certain functions with my my lower leg to to really get things up to speed and
0: i was in year 12 when you're in year 12 and you sustain certain injuries throughout your career sometimes it's just insurmountable you just like okay it's just time for me to go i think the question
2: for aaron Rodgers is like I've spent all offseason, I've been, you know, in this environment. You heard Aaron Rodgers talk about how much fun he's had. Like, he was reinvigorated. Do you really want your career to end on that note? I just have a hard time thinking that Aaron Rodgers, with everything that's transpired this whole offseason with the Jets, for it to to abruptly come to an end like that. It's brutal, Joe, for it to abruptly come to an end like that. But if you're Rodgers, first of all, I never bought into the... He was 90% retired. I think that was just all part of the ploy to get out of Green Bay. But more than anything, if you're Rodgers right now, do you want to go through all of that at this juncture when you clearly have other things that you're thinking about in your career? And if you're the Jets, I don't know that I can roll the dice and make Aaron Rodgers my plan for next year too after this kind of injury. How can I do that?
1: If if you're the Jets, without a shadow of a doubt, you're moving on from Rodgers today. You're not saying it publicly. You're not pushing it within the facility, but the key decision makers have to realize right now, you've got to focus short-term. you got to focus long-term. Maybe those two plans converge into the same thing. Maybe they don't, but with Rogers, that can't be the vision moving forward. The vision can't be, all right, we got to solve this year. Rogers is back next year. I don't even know if you'd want to necessarily have Rogers back next year. It's not to knock anything Rogers has done throughout the history of his career, but let's work through the last few seasons. Last year, He had a histor, not a historically down year. He had a down year by his standards. It may have been viewed as the anomaly year, but he had the most interceptions he had thrown since 2008. Completion percentage was low. He wasn't nearly as productive as what we've come to know. So maybe it's a bad year. Okay, that could happen. Or maybe it's a sign of things to come. Let's look at his age. He's turning 40 years old in December. It's not as if it was a down year at 25. It's a down year at 39. Then he comes into this season four plays into the season, four snaps for him, he tears his Achilles, major injury that's going to require massive offseason work. Then if he decides he is going to come back next year, he's going to be on the precipice of turning 41 coming off a major injury and a really down season the last time we saw him. If you're the Jets or that is that is that the plan moving forward for how you're going to win the Super Bowl with this defense? And the answer there should be no. It should be no. For Rodgers it becomes very interesting because you don't want to get caught chasing Sports bettors know this all too well. Poker players know it as being called. It's called on tilt. It's when one bad thing happens and then you make a series of bad decisions afterwards. Say you make a bet in the morning on Sunday, Lions game, whatever it may be, you lose. You want to get that money back in the afternoon. So you press your action. You go out, you lose again. Now it's the night game and it's going to be the end of the week and the settlement numbers coming. Those of you who understand what I'm talking about, shout out to you. (laughs) And you chase even more with a larger bet to try to get all that money back. That's what could end up happening here. Like at the end of his career, he wanted one last Super Bowl right off into the sunset with Green Bay. It doesn't necessarily happen that way. He goes into the darkness retreat and then he comes out of the darkness retreat and it turns out it's not going to go his way. He's leaving. He's going to go join the Jets. So now what he wants to do is have the Brady finale. Win with another team, stick it to everybody else, show them that you're the greatest. But now you're hurt. So now, do you want to try to force another year on there so you can go out with some sort of storybook ending or an ending better than this one? And it's like, you get caught chasing, you know what I mean? And I don't know if that's what he's going to want to end up doing. It's going to be up to him, obviously. But do you want to just keep chasing this wonderful ending that very rarely, if ever, happens for anybody? I mean, even
2: Brady had a chance to ride off in the sunset and didn't take it. Here's the problem. You have positioned this that it's pretty much going to be up to him. You you have you have given him all of the power in all of this, all along. Because if you go into next year and you're moving in a direction where you don't want him back, it's got to be up to him to retire. Because on the cap, you're going to get destroyed. You're going to get absolutely destroyed. Remember, they had that whole issue where they had to restructure it. Uh, initially, it was a hundred million dollar cap hit next year. Now it's all the way down to sixty six. <laughs> A $66 million dead cap hit next year? That, to me, uh, I understand where the Jets would want to move on, but you may not have a choice at that point. Now, if I were the Jets right now, I would be trying to figure out what the long-term answer is. And while it might not be ideal, I I may have to try to roll with him for that very reason. Because, you know, your ideas about Kirk Cousins, about the guys, about Tannehill, who are not under contract after this year, those to me are more feasible if you do want to go outside, right? I think you still have to be thinking about the future beyond this year and think about who your quarterback is going to be, even if Aaron Rodgers is coming back next year. Now, this this is interesting. Pat McAfee uh, chiming in. He thinks that Aaron Rodgers will return next season uh here he is on the show just a little while ago on espn i think in this particular case with how much he invested mm-hmm. with what's going on at home yeah i think he's coming back i don't think he goes out like that he's committed to a couple years to the jets already so i think we'll see aaron Rodgers again but i think the next eight months are going to be miserable for him if the jets don't want him back that's a problem <laughs> They're going to have a big, big problem. And Joe, in taking this risk and doing all of this, they really took that option off the table for them. Swing big.
1: I don't mind them swinging big. And if you're a Jets fan, you want them swinging big as well. This is what could end up happening. We get caught up. We were talking about it a little bit earlier. The idea that the Jets are just this down on their luck franchise that can't catch a break. It's not that they have worse luck than anybody else because everybody goes through bad luck situations. I remember there was a year with the Atlanta Falcons where Michael Vick broke his ankle in the preseason and the year got washed away almost immediately. You know, Brady went down with a knee injury in week one. I think it was against Kansas City that year. And that season looked lost. Matt Castle stepped in, but they still didn't make the playoffs even though they won. I think it was 11 games. It was just a loaded AFC East. Every franchise in every sport goes through something like this. To Jets fans, it feels like it's always them. It's not. It's just that you never have the good. Like, all these other franchises have something they can lean on, That was good. If Philadelphia had never won that Super Bowl against the Patriots a few years back, they'd still be this down-on-their-luck franchise that went to four straight NFC Championship games and couldn't close because McNabb was throwing up on the field against the Patriots during the final drive with T.O. coming back from the ankle injury. But if you have a franchise that has some of the good, it cancels this stuff out. The thing for the Jets is it's not that they have more bad luck than everybody else. They just never have any good luck. They never break through. They never have the one big moment, the one big championship that they can say, well, Testaverde went down, but do you remember in 09 when we took out the Cowboys? Right? Something like that. Like that, they have nothing to cling to. It's Namath. That's That's what they cling to.
2: If if they can even cling to that. I, I don't know how you can 50 years later. Right. I don't I don't know how you can any that's 50 years ago now. You got that's a generation of fans that weren't around for it. Yes. You, you have two generations that weren't around for it that all they have known is this ridiculous pain. Is the jet, are the Jets done? Is the season over? You asking? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were sending me a well, what are we defining?
1: As In terms of winning the Super Bowl, the season is done. They're not winning the Super Bowl. They are not – you cannot have a are scenario – Are the Jets winning the division? No, no. That's going to Miami. Miami is now t- – I, I understand the tour risk, but this is just everything has aligned itself for the Miami Dolphins to just surge ahead in this race. All yep. these teams have been jockeying in the post Tom Brady New England era. Buffalo had their window. We're not sure if they're going to do anything with it. The Jets looked like they were going to make some noise this year. That's obviously stopping. Looks like Miami's full steam ahead. Are the Jets making the playoffs? That's a question that's debatable. I could see them finding a way with that defense and a slight improvement from Zach Wilson getting in there because there's seven teams that will make the playoffs. I, I I could see that happening. I would not bet it. I would like to find a prop on that, and we can discuss that to see if that's out there today. Yes, no playoffs, because I, I'm right now I am not of the belief that that's going to happen. The opening six games, they, they pulled it off last night. I could see them being two and four going to the bye and all of this just falling apart. Because at some point, let me tell you something, at some point, that elite defense is going to get very frustrated having to carry the workload every single week. And they were one of the healthiest defensive units in all the NFL last year, and we all know what that means. Keeping that injury luck up from year one to year two, very difficult. They already lost Chuck Clark for the year. You know, one or two more guys goes down combined with a bunch of losing, and sayonara, you could see the season flying
2: right out the window. I am rooting uh, and I can't believe this because I was screaming at Greeny not three weeks ago about how he is going to make me hate the Jets, and mm. yet today I might not be able to root harder for them than I am because I want this to be that story, but it's not affecting how I think. I just don't think they're done. I just, a slight, a slight improvement, and by done, I mean in the AFC in general, if you just get a... a, a just a, a minimal improvement from Zach Wilson and turnovers. They're right there. They're right there. It's I'm not going to tell you they're better than the chiefs, but the chiefs didn't do a ton to really impress me the other night, but they have the ultimate deodorant to their problems. 888 say ESPN 888-729-3776. I'll tell you who's got a problem and it's a big problem. And it's somebody that is getting a major, major pass today because if you believe that the Jets' Super Bowl chances ended last night, they weren't the only ones whose chances ended. We'll explain on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 8.
0: This is the Carlin vs. Joe Podcast on ESPN Radio.
2: Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also
0: Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Digs in motion from right to left. Allen in the shotgun. Takes the snap. Four-man rush. Looks right. Throws right. Sideline. And it's
1: intercepted again by Jordan Whitehead. He's got a hat trick.
2: What a night for Jordan Whitehead that was. That's the great Bob Weschusen on 98.7 ESPN Radio in New York City. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. I am very comfortable saying this. And I know what I've been saying about the Jets all along, but I have reached the point where there is no doubt in my mind that the Buffalo Bills are not winning a Super Bowl with Josh Allen as their quarterback. Joe, it has been 78 games and 84 turnovers in his career. How much do we need to see to be convinced that he cannot be trusted to make the right decisions with the football? And he sat there last night, and he cursed up a storm at his post-game press conference upset with himself. That's great. You can do that all you want. Here's what I know. He was the king of red zone turnovers a season ago. Everybody knew it. It was the talk of the offseason. And all he continues to do is throw it to the other team. And he was the reason the Jets won that football game last night. Do you know, outside of the punt return... They had three points that didn't come off turnovers in that game last night. Three, three points. So, otherwise, their defense did everything they had to do, and Josh Allen handed it away. I, I'm sorry. I great. I get how great his abilities are to run the ball. He looks skittish in doing that. He, lo- he didn't look like he wanted to do it at all because he was told all offseason, don't run the ball, don't run the ball. Like, he is nowhere near the same player, and... This is not somebody that I remotely trust moving forward. He's a franchise quarterback, and he's got to fix that, and the Bills are stuck with it. But you're not winning a Super Bowl with Josh Allen. You're not. All right, first off, I take exception to you bringing up the
1: rushing element to this because that's an open wound. I had over 36 and a half rushing yards and last I was night on for board Josh with Allen. you, too,
2: because we're stuck at we're, it was 37 and a half, 38, wasn't it? And it was
1: 36 that he had. I had 36 and a half. He landed 36. It Ugh. went to overtime. He got the ball first. It was tailor made to close it out, and he didn't do it. They went I didn't it out mean they,
2: because if it makes you feel better,
1: I was on board with you, and I lost. It does not. It does not make me feel better that we both went down in flames. So us being in pain together, nothing for you. No, it's just pain. It's pain pain solo, pain together, pain. Pain regardless. So there's that one. Now, as we move back to what you're talking about here... This is what happens when you lose Brian Dable. I mean, that's it's, you, you correlate what we saw last night to what we saw the year before. It's been an absolute disaster. Take the regular season games. Take the playoff games from the start of last season when Brian Dable was no longer the offensive coordinator in Buffalo. He took the head coaching job with the New York Giants. You have a quarterback in Josh Allen who has played 19 games, 16 in the regular season last year, two in the postseason, Miami and Cincinnati, and then he's played one now this season. 20 interceptions, 18 fumbles during that stretch. That's 38 turnovers in 19 games. Now, he had a turnover problem to an extent even when Dable was the offensive coordinator, but they were able to get more out of him. That's the difference. The mistakes have been there, but Dable was able to limit them and get more upside out of Allen. He left. Ken Dorsey is now your offensive coordinator, and it's not working out. He's got plenty of weapons. There's literally no excuse for why he can't perform at a higher level. You're right that it's on him. There's still a world of talent there, an absolute world of talent. You would never give up on him. You would never say he's a guy that can't get the job done. I believe he's in year five. There's still opportunity. But good God, did he play garbage football last night? And I'm with you. The press conference afterwards with the cursing, and that's on me. Yeah, we know it's on you. Everyone who bet Buffalo knows it's on you. Every Buffalo fan who's been watching commercial after commercial after commercial of you this offseason, everyone knows it's on you. You don't need to tell us it's on you. You need to tell us how you're going to solve it moving forward. That's what people want to know. What are you going to do to improve the plan? Because last night, forcing the ball to Stephon Diggs just all night long. Yeah, you want to get it to Diggs. You got other weapons there, man. You just drafted Dalton Kincaid, the tight end out of Utah, in the first round. Get him involved. Figure it out. So that's they're good enough to get in. They're good enough to make some noise. But they're not going to be good enough to close if they turn the ball over with this type of frequency.
2: He just can't help himself. He no. just cannot help himself. He's a gunslinger. The the But it, he's not Favre. Like, they he could win not. with Favre. He's not Favre. And, the I mean, those 84 turnovers since he came into the league, this is the start of year six. 84 turnovers are the most in the NFL during that stretch. But you know why? Because nobody else gets a chance to turn it over 84 times in 78 games. Nobody else gets paid like a franchise quarterback when that happens either. I mean, listen, this is all cute last night post game, This is all fine.
0: Yeah, trying to force the ball. Um, uh, yeah, same <laughs> same place, different day.
2: Yeah, we all know that. Like Joe just said, we didn't need you to tell us. We need you to not hand it to the other team. Like, you know what? Stefan Diggs is right. Stephon Diggs is right. Whatever his complaint was last offseason and la- the end of last year, I-, I spot no lie, Joe. Dude can't keep the ball in the possession of his team. He and he He's going to be a punching bag today. He's going to be a punching bag today for sure.
1: And, and people he should are making- be. People are making great points, yourself included, at the forefront here. Yourself included at the forefront. When you talk about the idea of other guys not getting as many opportunities, how many guys go to Arrowhead in the postseason, complete 73% of their passes for 329 yards with four touchdowns and no interceptions? That's a game they lost in overtime in the divisional round against the Chiefs a couple years ago. They win that game, there's a chance they go on and win the Super Bowl. And we're having a very different conversation. Yes, they didn't close, but it wasn't his fault. That defense couldn't get a stop to save their life, and McDermott did everything he could to manage his team out of that game with some of the ways he handled the clock late in the situation. That's a game you can, you'll can you never get back. But when we talk about all the downside to Josh Allen right now, let's remember that upside is extraordinarily high as well, which is why you keep building
2: around him and you try to solve the problems. I, I understand that, but how long before – we can give you all the answers to the test that you're actually going to fill in the right answers. How long is it going to be before that finally happens? You know, that's my issue here. It's it, You have to fix this on your own. I can't keep doing it for you. Dable's gone. He's gone a year plus now. Figure it out with Ken Dorsey. Figure out why you're running around and you're still throwing it into double coverage all the way downfield where your guy has just no chance of catching the football. None. The Jets, and I firmly believe this, the Jets have a better chance to win the Super Bowl right now than the Buffalo Bills do. <laughs> I just said that, and I mean It'll every bit trouble, of it. huh? Cause I know they've got a dominant unit on the other side, and at least Zach Wilson is still young and capable of learning this lesson. Josh Allen's young, but he's got five years of turnovers behind him five years it's wow all right let's play a quick game let's play a quick game i'm just gonna
1: name quarterbacks you tell me which ones you would take over josh allen okay yeah Tua. yeah mac jones no it's a quick game it's not a game where you're going to give 20 minutes of thought to each one you just fire you are taking mac jones no okay zach wilson
2: I'm not taking him over Josh Allen. Okay. Lamar Jackson. Yes. Joe Burrow. Yes. Deshaun Watson. Yes.
0: Uh,
1: Kenny Pickett. No. CJ Shroud.
2: Yeah. Long term. Yeah. Long term. I love him. Who is next? Anthony Richardson. No. Trevor
1: Lawrence. Yes. Tannehill. No. Russell Wilson. No. Mahomes is obvious. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. No. Justin Herbert. Yes. All right. So you got eight quarterbacks in the AFC alone that you would take over him. I'm not going to give you Rodgers because he's hurt right now. I'm sure you would take Rodgers over Josh Allen. Yeah. All right. So that's nine of the 16 teams in the AFC. You take nine quarterbacks over over Justin, uh, over Josh Allen. And it's not about
2: talent. It's just about horrible decision making. I know what the talent is. I mean, it drives me insane. Here's the thing, dude. You're running around on the outside. You see two white jerseys around one blue jersey 40 yards down the field. Throw the ball away. It's not that hard. Run out of bounds. Lose two yards. Just don't give it to them. If I'm a Bills fan, I can't get over the fact that this guy, as good as he is, Keeps doing this. I, I I don't know what he thinks he is, really. They're a fan base, though, that's
1: excited to have him because you rem- you got to remember, prior to the arrival of Josh Allen, this 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 team didn't contend at all. No, I, I didn't get that. They didn't contend at all. He's not
2: J.P. Lozman. <laughs> that's right. right. Rob Johnson. <laughs> it's not Trent Edwards. Terrific. Nice kid. He's upset that he did this. Stop it. Just stop it. Stop giving the ball to the other team. Stop it. Uh, You're a great player. Just stop it. (laughs) The Jets do have a better chance to win the Super Bowl with Zach Wilson than the Bills do with Josh Allen. Please tell me I'm wrong next. Try to prove it. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app.
0: Today on Carlin versus Joe. Darren Waller and the Giants ran into a bus all Sunday night against the Cowboys. His reaction, plus what needs to improve versus the Cardinals this Sunday. Giants tight end Darren Waller. Today at 2 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.
2: You know what? That was a great, great moment for Xavier Gibson last night. I mean, if you watched Hard Knocks, you saw uh, everything he did to try to make that team out of Stephen F. Austin as a free agent, and the dude just turned it on. And, Joe, at the end on that punt return, did an unbelievable job of following the block at the end of that play.
1: Without question, the stutter step. Bob Wischusen, our boy, who had the radio call, Yeah, fantastic radio call last night. He nailed the stutter step right when it happened. You could see the whole thing breaking down from a Buffalo perspective like right away. It's almost as if the punt return unit decided we're going to go out there and we are going to provide a one-snap demonstration of what this entire night has been for us. We're going to punt the ball poorly. We're going to cover it poorly. We're going to tackle poorly. And then we're just going to quit and give up, which is staggering because they caught the break of breaks outside of the Rodgers injury with the game-tying with the game field goal doinking off and cutting through. Like, I was at Caesars Sportsbook last night meeting a friend for that game. The place went nuts
2: when that went through. Absolutely yeah. bonkers. And crazy. Absolutely crazy. And the fact that they're able – to come back and win that game showed me an awful lot about them. Yeah. It, it really did. Now, today's the after effects. Today's where it's like, oh, oh crap. We don't have it. <laughs> You know what I mean? I should like, have You get so caught much. up in the adrenaline of the moment, and then it's, oh, God. <laughs> Is it over? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Uh, and again, once again, send a big thank you card to Josh Allen. Because that that was first of all, uh, what's his name? Jordan Whitehead. You know, you, you earned two hundred fifty thousand dollars last night because he got three interceptions. That was the bonus threshold for the year. <laughs> Send him a nice bottle of wine, Jordan, because he gave you three three absolute gifts and a quarter of a mill. Wow. Let's start it off with Greg in Greensboro. Please tell me I'm wrong about Josh Allen, Greg.
0: It's, feeling, it's great, but no, man, you're not wrong. The problem is we need to stop putting Josh Allen in the same category as that Prescott with the turnovers. Oh, that's he fair. That's 100% machine. fair. He three interceptions, then he fumbled a snap and just going to run into his own guy Looked look like the Dane Jets back in 2006 with the whole fumble ruski when the guy hit the uh, hit his own teammate and fumbled the ball. It's ridiculous. Josh Allen is not the top five quarterback, everybody say here, blows him up to be. It's ridiculous. I 100% agree with you about the Jets, though. The Jets do have a better chance to make a deeper run than the Buffalo Bills because they simply have a quarterback that's probably going to take care of the ball, and he's young enough to me- not make mistakes and learn from them, and a great defense.
2: Listen, they do have a great defense, Joe. I mean, how far can this defense carry them?
1: How far can the Jet defense carry them? Yeah. Well, assuming they stay healthy and they were extremely healthy last year, which would lead you to believe that they won't be as healthy this year, which would then lead you to believe that they might not be as effective this year, they can get you into the postseason. This defense is good enough that they can get you to the postseason. That's where it ends. In the playoffs, eventually, your guy's going to need to make plays. Like You're going to get into a matchup where... Let's be honest. If the Jets aren't winning the division and grabbing the one seed, they're probably a wild card team that w- needs to win three road games. Imagine a path where you have to go to, say, Baltimore in the wild card round, then maybe you head to Miami in the divisional round, and then you're in Kansas City for the AFC Championship game. Wolf. You see a guy like Zach Wilson navigating that? No. That's why it's done. But I, let me ask you something else, because I'm hearing a lot of people saying Prescott takes a lot of heat where Josh Allen does it. Mm. Dallas and, and Buffalo, they're on the phone right now. They're trading Josh Allen to the Cowboys in exchange for Dak Prescott. The money's the same. The compensation's the same. Nothing's different. Player for player, which team's happier? Which team's happier? Who's happier with that transaction? Dallas because they're getting Josh Allen or Buffalo because they're getting Dak Prescott?
2: I know why you're saying it because we're gonna live on that talent idea. And I I know the Cowboys will. I know the Cowboys will be happier about it. I'm not gonna try to tell you that the talent level for Josh Allen isn't better than Dak Prescott. But if we're gonna destroy Dak Prescott for his decision-making and turnovers last year, we have to do the same thing here.
1: Absolutely. I'm not trying to give Allen a pass. It's just a matter of context when everyone wants to knock him down. Yeah, knock him down. He was garbage last night. He was absolutely garbage in a game that when Rodgers went down, that suddenly became a layup of a win for you because you're facing Zach Wilson fresh off the bench. And then you look at Wilson's numbers. It's not like Wilson somehow had a magical game where he engineered a shootout 40 to 38 victory over the Bills. The table was set for Buffalo to win the game without even having to play well. They just happen to play awful football. And a lot of this at some point needs to come back to head coach Sean McDermott because McDermott seems to be losing the grasp on the team that he had a few years ago. And I know eventually we'll spin it that way as to whether or not his job is safe because they just continue to get a little bit worse each year. But if the focal point's going to be on Allen, yeah, he was terrible. But I've still seen him play some miraculous football. That would warrant him over Dak Prescott pretty much any day of the week because I've never really seen Prescott show up and have a monster performance in a really tough spot. That would make you think, yeah, this guy could be great.
2: Well, we're talking about the Kansas City game a couple of years ago, right? That's, That's the, post the first season.
1: one that comes to mind. Yep. Yeah,
2: and he was amazing that day. And it's not his fault that they lost, but at the same time, I haven't seen enough of it for what he's supposed to be. Fair. How about Xavier in North Carolina, X Man? What do you got?
0: Hey, um, I think we're getting a a little bit ahead of ourselves with Zach Wilson. I mean, 140 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Uh, The defense was the reason why they won that game, not Zach Wilson. It's the first game of the season. Guys got to lay back on Josh Allen. I mean, Mahomes had plenty of times he lost his first game as well. No, we're We're not. not no, 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 no,
2: no, 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 Uh no, 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 in no way are we putting Josh Allen in the same sentence as Patrick Mahomes, Joe. We're not doing that. Not when it's no. 84 turnovers in 78 games.
1: No, we're not going to do that. There, there are tiers. There are levels to this. Obviously, Mahomes is on his own level, and then beneath that, you start to talk about the Burrows and some of the other quarterbacks. Allen is is removing. Allen has done everything he can to remove himself from those conversations. It's not as if there's a weapon problem. He's got Steph Diggs. They brought in the tight end Dalton Kincaid from Utah. They've got other players on that offense that can play. So there's no way to say, well, he doesn't really have the skill set around him. We said that about Lamar in in Baltimore forever. It's like, get him some wide receivers. He'll be better. All right, we'll see. It's not like they don't have a good defense in Buffalo. Buffalo. Everything is set up to where Allen can go out and Allen can play really well. There's no excuses. So he's not, he can't be in that category with the moments. He can't be up on those tiers with those guys.
2: Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. What are the Jets' options at quarterback to try to save this season? We get into that in a moment.
0: This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.
2: versus Joe, Sirius XM Channel 80, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. So the word is official. If you are unaware, Aaron Rodgers is officially out for the year with a torn Achilles tendon. And that leaves the Jets off a week one win over the Buffalo Bills that was exceptionally fortunate because of everything that we have talked about, having to wonder, can they actually still save their season? Can Zach Wilson still lead them somewhere if he can just manage to not turn it over? And if not, who are their options? So, Joe, let's go down these options, and we'll talk about whether they're realistic and whether or not they are ones that make them better, all right? Let's treetop this with Tom Brady, okay? (laughs) Let's just get that one out of the way. As I asked Dan Graziano earlier when we had him on— uh, give me the zero to none chance, uh, scale of, one to, of zero to none, that Brady comes back. That's I, like a one-hit wonder coming out
1: to play a show, right. opening with their biggest hit, and then watching everyone leave as they get set to play the next 22 songs because everyone got what they came for. <laughs> Right. Like that's exactly
2: what's happening here. Don't play the new stuff. Tease to Brady.
1: Tease to Brady. Don't open with Brady. That's like, what is it? Carly Rae Jepsen. Right now we're doing call me maybe. And then there's nothing left. There's nothing left after this.
2: I just wanted to deal in reality versus fantasy. That's all. Brady
1: absolutely has allowed this to cross his mind. How, How could he not? How could he not? Right. But there's one thing between the uncontrolled thoughts. And then there's the other thing between actually acting on it. Problem number one is that he appears to be, or is at least close to being a minority owner in the Las Vegas Raiders. So I don't know if you can own one team and play for another. feels like there might be an issue there. Number two, he was just in new England Doing the big celebration with everybody for the Patriots Eagles game. He's going into their Hall of Fame or Ring of Honor or whatever it is this year. I don't know if you can go play for the Jets. I don't know if that's the type of thing that just like morally <laughs> you can do. But I would absolutely love to see it. I mean, think about that for a second. I would love to see second. the Jets go from the Aaron Rodgers story Man. catastrophe in Week One and then immediately pivot to Tom Brady and see what happens there. It would it would be I don't know if there'd ever be a greater roller coaster ride for an NFL storyline in the history of NFL storylines. Oh, but it's I, not happening.
2: I no, would bet no. it's not happening, but just just God, the, I'd love it. The whole image of him running around Foxborough the other day screaming let's go and then coming back and running out of the tunnel, tunnel oh. wearing the jet uniform later in the year would just be amazing. It'd be delightful. It would be oh, delicious. God. That that would be one of the great if not the greatest one of the greatest a top 3 storyline all time in NFL history plus then we would get another retirement
1: in the offseason and everyone would be like all right man blow it out your you know what we're tired of all these little artistic retirements where you're sitting on sand in the beach Hey, guys, Tom Brady here. It's (laughs) been a great run. (laughs) This time it's for real. It's like, all right, all right. Uh, But I'd love to see it. I'm here for that. Come out of retirement, join the Jets, do what you can, retire, and then let's speculate again next year about what can happen.
2: By the way, for the record, Carly Rae Jepsen, the rare two-hit wonder. There's a second? Yeah, there is a second. uh, There's, of course, Call Me Maybe, and then there's It's Always a Good Time, a duet with Owl City. Don't forget about that. You'd have to hear that song to know it. But you'd be like, oh, yeah, that was a hit. Anyway. Okay. My apologies to
1: everyone involved in (laughs) my reckless commentary. To the Carly Ray Jepson
2: flock. Uh, Matthew Stafford. There's been a lot of talk about that. The Jets reportedly made a call about Matthew Stafford in the offseason. I do not see that as a real possibility for two reasons. Number one, I don't want to put Matthew Stafford behind that offensive line. I think that's just asking for trouble with what his injury scenario of the last couple of years has been. And number two, thirty-one million dollars coming to him next year—that really makes it very problematic with Rodgers if he doesn't. Dis- if you know whether or not he's retiring or not, the Jets basically have to punt on that altogether.
1: I think there's another element here too that, as fans, we we don't take into account because we just assume these guys are willing to move and live anywhere and do anything. Great point. I think he's comfortable in L.A. Yeah, I think he's got, a, he's got his wife, and they've got, I believe, three or four, four daughters. Mm-hmm. They've got a family. They've settled there. They won a Super Bowl there. I don't know if they're in a huge rush to uproot everybody and head to New York. He, he's reached a point in his career now where the money's not an issue. The legacy's not an issue. He proved that Detroit was the problem, not him. He won a Super Bowl. He's got pretty much everything. So if his family's comfortable, why would you want to uproot them and move them to the Northeast to deal with New York? Not to knock New York, but like that's a big pivot from Los Angeles. So I, I think for a variety of reasons there, that one just doesn't make sense. I don't think he'd be interested in it.
2: Yeah, I had people out there telling me last year that know him that you know, maybe retirement is not that far off here. I don't yeah. know how much longer he's going to continue to do this, especially when you've got that whole family scenario together and the injuries he went through last year. I can't bring in Carson Wentz. I can't do that. You have to because this is where we
1: start to get actually realistic. The first two were not realistic. This is a free agent quarterback who's available. You have to talk about it. You love it, I bet. I bet you love the idea of Carson Wentz with the Jets.
2: I I can't stand it. I'd (laughs) rather go with Zach Wilson. I absolutely would rather go with Zach Wilson. I think Carson Wentz has been... One of the biggest frauds in the league over the last five years. Uh, Really, he has been nowhere near the same player since he got injured in the 2017 season. Nowhere near it. And I don't think he handles adversity well at all. You can look chapter and verse at what happened in Philly, what happened in Washington, what happened in Indianapolis. Now we're going to bring him to New York and expect him to handle it well? Pass. Two big issues on top of that, and they might kind of go
1: hand in hand. I mean, people will talk about the turnovers and everything else. Number one, he doesn't really seem like he's a culture fit. It feels like everywhere he's been, no one ever comes out and is like, Carson Wentz is getting a wrong deal. We love him in this locker room. It feels like it went south in Philly. It went south very quickly in Indianapolis and in Washington. And it doesn't really strike me as a talent issue because we've seen bad quarterback play all over the league for years. He's done enough and is good enough to have a job right now, which leads me into that point. He doesn't even have a job right now. So I think there's a cultural problem with him. And then we'll throw this on top. There's a health issue. He gets hurt quite a bit, and that O-line is suspect. So he's a, a
2: feasible option, but I don't think he's one you'd want to pursue. A couple of names that have just been thrown out. Kyler Murray? I'm not going down that road.
1: No, you don't want to deal with him. I don't he know when he's going to play. He, doesn't, he puts him himself first. Yeah. He,
2: he puts himself first at
1: every turn. And if you're trying to win a Super Bowl, your quarterback can't be that type of guy. Matt Ryan? Too old and stiff. He would be knocked out in the first quarter. He would go down in three snaps where Rodgers went down in four. Who else? Colt McCoy? Cole McCoy's out there. Uh, Nick Foles is out there if you're interested. Mike Glennon, these aren't, these aren't viable I mean, options. Case Keenum is a player coach in Houston right now. That's an intriguing one. Those are the, the, the guys that are out on the board. Two names that came to mind for me. Yes. They're currently starters, so you'd have to trade for them, but their contracts expire after this year, so you wouldn't be on the hook for long. Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee, the Titans would probably want to move them and get something. They got Malik Willis. And they got Will Levis backing him up. And then Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. I, the Vikings aren't going to trade him because the Vikings are, are flawed in their thinking. They're convinced they're a 13-win team from last year that has a chance to contend this year. They are wrong. They are not good. They are not contending. And Cousins is a free agent in the offseason. Tampa Bay coming in your house and beating up on you in week one is all you need to know about how fugazi you were last season.
2: Yeah, they were a lot closer to the team that we saw in the playoffs that yes. just got their doors blown off by the Giants. And you're right. Last week should prove that to them. Those are two workable names. How cheap could you get Cousins, let's say, if they decided, okay, let's do this. They won't do it. Get them for a fourth-round pick? Third-round pick?
1: I mean, you're taking on the contract.
2: You might have to send something
1: back. That's interesting. It'd mm-hmm. probably be a higher than three. Great
0: name. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.